Do you feel like you're constantly fighting with your children over the unholy amount of time they're spending on a screen? How's that battle going for you? You think it's going to get any easier in the future? What if I told you screen time's not necessarily a bad thing? Welcome to the Coding Family Connection. I'm Sebastian, and this is my dad. I'm James. Together, we're going to be talking about topics that are relevant for Generation Alpha. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. That's a good way to spend our podcast. Absolutely. Like yeah. So why don't we start by sharing what Generation Alpha is? All right. Uh, what is Generation Alpha? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Generation Alpha is anyone that was born in 2010 or later. So you're actually an elder. Because <laughs> you're from the original year of your generation. A lot of responsibility there. See, you should respect your elders, Dad. So why are we doing this podcast, and who are we? Let me start. Let me right, take James. a stab at it. All right. <laughs> so I am, or used to be, a commercial banker. I was always interested in the finance world, and went to school for it, and ended up in banking for 15 years plus. And because I was working with lots of businesses uh, in different industries, I noticed that the people that were moving ahead, right, in the corporate ladders were more often than not coders. And they had some sort of a, a background in computer science, hmm. which makes sense because they're the ones that had all the answers, right? They were, yeah. sitting, they were sitting with the decision makers, the, the CEOs, the owners, the presidents, and knowledge is power. Well, you know, knowledge is now at your fingertips, right? Yeah. In, in, in a huge way. Well, it's more about knowing what to press and how to collect the relevant information at the right time. So that's why I, I knew I wanted you and your sister to get involved in coding. How about you? Tell us a little bit about you. All right. Right now, I'm uh, 12 years old. I'm about to be 13. I'm going into eighth grade. I'm really good at school, and I enjoy um, watching soccer, basketball. also enjoy playing it. And um, I got into the Junior Honor Society. And I think one of the things that really helped me was how you were talking about with um, coding. I think that really helped me because it helped me build a foundation, you know, like to help me, like, build up building blocks mm -hmm. of being able to like be disciplined, find problem solving skills, you know, all the things that you need to be a productive member in on society, be a productive member of the community. And you're not you're not running for president, man. I did. Okay. Oh, that's right. You did run for president. Yeah. 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 I mean I didn't win, but No, but it's valuable experience. It is yeah. valuable experience, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, so back to, you know, when you started to code, you were, what, eight years old? I think I was seven. I remember I was looking, actively searching for, for a coding program for you, and I, I didn't find anything. I, it was at least a two-year span since, you know, I, I decided, you know, you, it was definitely something I was interested in for, for my children, and all I could find were, like, a, a one-week or two-week camp you know, on, on robotics or, you know, creating a website or whatnot. So the problem with that is, you know, if, you, if you're going to learn a language, whether it's coding or Spanish, French, whatever it is, I don't know how much of a dent you're going to be able to do in, in a week or two, right? So I never enrolled you for, for those reasons. 
And then our neighbor actually mentioned uh, they were going to open a, a Code Ninjas, which is a learning center for kids ages 5 through 14. And uh, we went over there the very next day. And I remember the owner was there, like, changing a light bulb. And we spoke, you know, the center director kind of spoke to us. They hadn't even opened yet. Their grand opening was in, like, a couple of weeks. And, you know, the center director kind of stumbled on explaining what the program was. But everything she said kind of clicked. Like, it was exactly what I was looking for you without even knowing what I was looking for you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because she explained how it, it's a process in which you're going to be advancing at your own pace and, you know, you're going to get the support that you need. And there's a curriculum that's already built that's going to take you from no experience to being able to create and design and monetize your, your own video game and, you know, upload it on your favorite app store. And that's not even, like, the point. That, that's never been the point, but the amount of knowledge you need to have in order to be able to do that is what really caught my attention. So we enrolled you right there on the spot, and um, we never stopped. You've been in Mandarin. You've been in soccer, taekwondo, music. And I remember, you know, over the years, they all were difficult to get you to. Like, it was a fight sometimes. Like, come on, man. No, I don't want to go. And it, that never happened at Code Ninjas. And that really caught my attention to the point where, oh, okay. Then I started looking at it on the business side. And again, I, I used to lend uh, to businesses. So, so I kind of looked at it from that prism, and it made a lot of sense. And, and that's, that's why I got involved. And now we own six locations. What do you recall from, from your early experience at Code Ninjas? Well, um, I think on the day that I went to do the tour, uh, I think it was pretty good. I think it was a few days like after the grand opening. Mm -hmm. um, they had like a few people there, a few senseis. They were all really helpful. I really liked it. Uh, I think I built like a ping pong game almost. Yeah, pong. Yeah, that was awesome. But I really liked it. I never felt like I was bored. Didn't feel like I was like out of place or mm -hmm. anything like that. I always felt like, you know, they had something to, like, keep me. And it was almost like I didn't even know I was, like, learning at that time because I was really young. It felt like I was just making my own video game. I felt like a programmer. I felt like like a, like one of those, like, streamers, YouTuber. I felt, I felt like I was on top of the world when I was making those games. It really felt amazing. Something that, that I always remember is, like, you progressively would come and show me more and more elaborate games that you built, right, throughout the curriculum. Yeah, as I moved through the... The belts. The belt system, yeah. yeah. Which we, we can talk about that at a later time. Anyway, what caught my attention was I'm seeing more and more intricate video games that you're creating, right, because you're, obviously your knowledge is progressing, so you're able to do more things. And this one day, you show me a video game, you're all proud of yourself, and all I see is a blank screen with a cannon at the bottom. And you click the left and right buttons and the cannon kind of swivels one way to the other. And then you press another button and it, it shoots a cannonball. And my complaint was, hey, wh what have you been slacking? Like, wh what happened to all the, you know, the colorful backgrounds and the different sprites and characters that you, you, you had in the other ones? Why is this one so simple? And without missing a beat, you turn around with a, I mean, you were, you were serious. You were looking at me, you stared me down and said, Dad, do you have any idea how difficult it is to simulate gravity? 
And that just blew my mind because, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't even think of that. And if, you know, if the cannon's facing, you know, 45 degrees left, that circle is moving in a way that makes sense, right? It's like what you would expect it, that the trajectory to, to do. You swivel it the other way, and, and again, it's a different trajectory. So that's the moment when I, when I understood, okay, there's, there's so much more involved in this than, than what I thought. So it's not just you mindlessly sitting in front of a screen with nothing to show for it. So if you ask me, is screen time a bad thing? I mean, not if you're using it for productive ways. I mean, how much have you learned at Code Ninjas sitting in front of those screens, right? And I, I understand it's not just screen time. You're also using robotics and hands-on equipment. But the idea that because a child is sitting looking at a screen on a tablet or laptop, they're wasting time or burning brain cells or whatever the thought might be, it's, it's just laughable. Put it this way, do you think screen time for the next generation is going to be less or more than it currently is? Because let me tell you, uh, that's a battle you're going to lose for sure. Okay, so looking back, Sebastian, throughout this journey that you've had, like what, what is it that you enjoy now about coding? Well, I'd probably say the same thing if you asked me a few years back or if you asked me now. Like, the best part of Code Ninjas, coding in general, is when you, like, finish that game, you reach, like, the goal. After, like, working hard, beating all the challenges, fixing all the mistakes, finding those mistakes. And I think, it, I think it's amazing. I really love, like, I don't know, it's just that feeling of just accomplishment. It, and it feels so amazing. If you feel like, again, like you're on top of the world, like you just won like a trophy. Right. You created something. Yeah. Right? That, that's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, you, you're debugging the heck out of these things, right? You got to find out why it's not working. And then when it does, it's almost like a love-hate relationship because I see you struggling, right, while you're trying to figure out yeah. how to do it. And then once you get it, it's this joyful moment of a creator, and that's, that's been amazing to watch how you've been growing. And the reality is there's so many different advantages that it's giving you. And again, we'll, we'll have different episodes where we can dive into the benefits, not just for the future, but right now at school. If you're a parent like me and, you know, you're trying to find out, you know, how can, how can I help my child get a leg up in the future, right? That's, that's basically what we're all trying to do. Coding is, is bar none the best time spent for both my children. Again, we've done soccer, we've done ballet, hip-hop is what your sister does. Yeah, Let she me still clarify. Loves it. She loves it. We've done, you know, other languages, musical instruments, other sports. So we've done these different extracurricular activities, right? Did I ever or do I expect either one of you guys to become a professional soccer player or or singer or, you know, sports figure. No. No, I do not. Now, that doesn't mean that's true for everybody else. However, you know, statistically speaking, it's more likely than not uh, the case for, for most listeners, which is not to say there's not value in those extracurricular pro programs. Yeah. Right? It's absolutely there. Is. I think they foster creativity, teamwork, and professionalism. But I think 
Coding can offer a lot of other activities, such as problem solving, core thinking, and it uses a lot of like parts of your brain that need strengthening, like being able to think in solutions, being able to solve problems, which is one of the most important things, I think, in life. And I think coding offers that, and it offers plenty of that. I think all the extracurriculars also have their strengths, but I think the coding itself outweighs a lot of those strengths. I think it's like the perfect extracurricular. Yeah, tell me about how does coding help you problem solve? So I think the best way to respond to that would be with this hypothetical scenario. You're building a game and you're following the script and learning about the lines of code that you need to put to do specific functions. And then when you start your game, oh no, it doesn't work. So you're like frantically looking all your lines of code, making sure you typed it right, making sure you formatted it right, making sure you even put the right commands. And when you find that, that's like the key. That's finding the problem, solving the problem. And I think that's, it's a really important thing. It's a good like exercise for me. That's exactly right. And what's interesting for me is to see how you take the code and break it into smaller, more manageable pieces, right? Yeah. So you debug by finding a problem in a small line of code. And in order to do that, you ignore the pages and pages of code that you've written, but rather you focus on the pieces that are relevant to the issue that you're, that yeah. you're having in the game. And I think that's huge because whether you realize it or not, it's helping you in not just school, but in life, right? Whenever you run into an obstacle, and you will run into these types of obstacles where it seems like they're just too big to overcome, I think this will kick in. Your brain will intuitively know to break that problem apart and start chipping away at it one piece at a time. And that's how you get things done. And I think in that respect, I could draw a direct line from what coding has done for you into a number of achievements you've had outside of coding because of how your your brain is starting to, to think as a result of that experience. Oh, so maybe that's why you also want to teach other kids to code along with me. Right. I mean, the more I looked into it, the more it makes sense. And yeah, absolutely. The, the goal is to help train the next generation to be fluent coders because you're you guys are going to need it you're definitely going to need it you know my my generation is an interesting one because we grew up without the internet right i was you told me i was in times yeah i i was older than you the first time i used to uh, you know the internet yeah. and, and it was not the experience Back that in you my had today. day we never had to use the <laughs> internet get off of my lawn <laughs> yep Point taken. However, my generation is pretty unique in the sense that we grew up without the internet, but then when we were leaving high school, the internet was a thing. So it arrived and we experienced that transition to, till today, the growth that it's had. So I've, we have experienced both worlds. Nobody, you know, millennials haven't experienced that. And again, Generation Alpha, born 2010 and later, absolutely, you know, won't have experienced that to the point where, you know, now it's been around for a while. Now you have other forms of technology creeping in and, you know, things moving quicker and quicker. You better know what you're doing by the time you hit the workforce. You know, I think in the last like 20 years, technology has evolved like meteorically. It's like changed everyone's lives. 
And I think as like more and more time goes on, you're gonna be the the last generation to live without internet for a time. Millennials are gonna be like the last generation to live with almost like primitive technology almost because the cell phones looked like were like flip phones. There were no real ways to like have text messages. And now my generation is gonna be the last one to like have just smartphones because I think that technology is gonna keep evolving and evolving. And then the next generation after us, who knows? Maybe it could have something to do with artificial intelligence, robots. Mm-hmm. Who knows? The future is exciting. Yeah, you mentioned the next generation. Actually, your generation. 60% of the jobs that are going to be available for you don't even exist yet. So it's already happening. Don't think this is the next generation's problem. You need to prepare this generation while they're young. You need to learn your ABCs, your one, two, threes and the logic of coding at the same time. Those are going to be the three legs of the stool on which your generation stands on, which is why not only do we do what we do with with Code Ninjas and, and actually teach coding to children, but that's why this podcast started. That was the idea that we had was to communicate to parents why we believe it's so critical for children to to really learn this life skill, right? Which is going to be necessary for them. We want to educate parents on why it's important and how to go about it, what resources they could use at home, what approaches to take on cyberbullying and problems that are present in today's world, right? And if you're a listener of this podcast, what you can expect is an honest opinion of a father and his son on the importance of coding and our thoughts on the future. And one thing that we're going to do at each episode, which hopefully you can chat about with uh, your children, is a word of the week. Yeah, coding word of the week. That sounds fun. And today's coding word of the week is, drumroll please, programming. All right, picture this. Let's say you have a dog, and we will call him Max. You want to be able to train Max to the point where he listens to you on command. He'll listen to sit, stay, heal, and whatever you can imagine. When you write a program, the basis of your action doesn't stray far from the same. You, the owner, are giving the set of commands to your computer, or dog in this scenario, and expecting a certain outcome based on those commands. But instead of speaking those instructions with a pocket full of treats, you're writing instructions in a language that kind of resembles normal English, but with a few additional parameters and rules. Not to mention that, unlike a dog, the computer always listens, if you make the right commands, of course. Programming is the foundation of robotics, video games, apps, computer graphics, and everything in between. Every computer program is a set of instructions A series of short commands, one after another. It's about breaking up a complex task into a set of smaller, individual instructions and using a programming language to write those instructions. And now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite part. Well, that's it for our episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to smash that follow button and share this podcast with your friends if you think they'd enjoy it. Also, please rate us. We love to hear your feedback and we always are looking for ways to improve.
Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get your child started on their coding journey, you can reach out to your local Code Ninjas dojo. Just visit CodeNinjas.com, click on Find Location, and they'll be coding in no time. And if you're visiting one of our photo locations, make sure you drop in and say hello.